So while we're on the topic of price, how much extra would you pay for each of these consoles if they did actually double up as a as a mini fridge or a router? Taking out tech specs, like if you were to just if you were just buying them as a, like fucking ornament or something, <laughs> what one would you rather have sat next to your TV? Hey, it's Tom here from the Two Dads One Lad podcast, where we talk all things gaming, as well as some of the challenges of being a gamer while still trying to deal with the day-to-day responsibilities of adult life. In this episode, we were talking about the recent PS5 reveal, some of our thoughts and impressions around the show, and also what Microsoft and the Xbox team need to do to really win back the audience at their event in July. So sit back and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, we are back for episode six of the Two Dads One Lad podcast and super exciting one today because we're going to be tearing down the recent um, PS5 reveal, um, which was all very surprising, I must admit. I didn't expect to um, be as impressed as I was, but um, we shall get into that. Um, Before we do though, we're going to start with what we've all been playing for the week. Um, so I have been playing Spider-Man this week from Cal's recommendation, um, downloaded PS now on the PC. Um, and yeah, I've been getting stuck into it. I, I actually ran into an issue, um, quite early on in the game because there's a section that requires you to press, um, what is it? Cal, like the motion the touch sensor, on the, the touchpad on the DualShock controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cal's given me a, a thing that I can download to remap um, a, a kind of Xbox or PC controller effectively. So, um, but from what I've played so far, it does seem really cool. Like, you know, I, I heard a lot of good things about it, like swinging through the city just feels amazing. Um, but I, I definitely haven't got into the story yet, which, and apparently that's what it's all about, according to Cal. So I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to it. And that's uh, that's that, it from me. Tommy, is that, how does that, I mean, obviously the game flows quite quickly when you're swinging through the town and stuff like that. Mm. How does that compare? You're obviously sort of streaming that game. Is it? Do you download it or do you stream the game? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is a good thing to mention actually. So I, I was actually saying to cow i i downloaded ps now i think it was maybe the beginning of the year maybe even last year and i wasn't impressed of it at all because it was so glitchy it was so laggy the quality was awful and this time it was completely flawless like there was no lag no input lag super you know you you wouldn't be able to tell similar to shadow it was just like a flawless experience so it was it was great and and again like for a game like spider-man where it is very fast paced um there was absolutely no issues at all so really so, awesome so were you streaming that or did you download the game how does that work yeah so P- ps now is effectively like um what is it what's the xbox version xCloud yeah so it's like xCloud basically so it's kind of they're all pre-downloaded in the cloud and you just yeah you just kind of stream it if you had a PlayStation 4 and you were using PS Now on it you could download the game um, and then run it from your from your hard drive but if you go through the PC app they won't allow you to download it Um, you can only have the the option to stream we had we had a brief chat I think it was this week about 
FPS now and trying to get me on there. But one of the one of the downsides at the moment, not trying to knock the system, is that it's PC and PS4 only. Mm-hmm. You can't play on any other platform at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and it's been around quite a few years, so I don't even know if they'll. I don't even know if they're going to expand it. They do have a. Um, like a screen share option. So in the same way that uh, Xbox has game streaming, if you had a PlayStation 4 and you were in your own Wi-Fi network, I don't know if it works over mobile, but certainly if you were in the same house or whatever, you could then stream that to your mobile phone or your tablet, and that's on a lot more devices. But not with PlayStation now, that's very much to your um, your computer or your console. Mm. So what have you been playing, Cal? Well, I've been playing Spider-Man. <laughs> course yeah i mean he knew, right? i did i completed it this week uh, and i thought it was awesome um so yeah i just bought a one month subscription to ps now to remap the controller so i had a bit of a workaround and it's a game i always wanted to play um mm. I, you know i'm a big marvel nerd anyway so I, it was one i was always aggrieved by because i sold my playstation probably about a year before it was released um and maybe if i'd have paid more attention i probably wouldn't have sold it i probably kept it for that so it was good that i finally got to play it and i completed it and I, yeah like i said i thought it was good the only things i didn't um i didn't get to do any of the dlc um but um i kind of hoping that um with the playstation 5 um spider-man miles morales that we'll talk about probably in a bit it looks like potentially that's going to be like bundled in with the original Spider-Man or something. So I'm thinking maybe if I get that, I can get the DLC and then something to look forward to. So I almost treated this as as a, as a taster of what's out there because I think that's had three or four expansions. But I thought it was a really good game. Like I said, the story is really good. It goes back to what we were talking about last week with open world and narrative games. I was really impressed. The biggest takeaway I had from it was that I had a big expansive open world that felt living and breathing, but I still had a really tight narrative experience. Mm. Um, probably leaned more on the narrative experience than it, it did the open world. You know, if you were to go, it was probably 60, 40 to the narrative, but it just meant it, it gave more presence to what you're doing and when you're doing it. And there's dynamic events that happen, but they play out. Like, even if it's just, there's a bank being robbed and you go there and that could be such a standard mission in a lot of open world games, like a cut and paste one. And yeah, okay. A lot of the assets are cut and paste, but, it's done in a, in a really distinct cinematic way um, that makes you feel like Spider-Man just for that five minutes, and then you go on to your next story mission. The only downside, I'd say, is potentially there's too many um, the icons and things. The map is littered. Like you'll probably discover if you haven't already, Tommy, you'll discover that in order to upgrade the various components of your suit and your gadgets, they all require different upgrades, and they're all acquired through different means. So they'll right. be going like side missions will get you one sort of token that you'll use but then to upgrade it you might need the tokens from that but then you might also need ones from going around and photographing famous monuments does that make sense like yeah 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 yeah. you you need to do quite a bit of that if you want to if you want to flesh out but when you look at the map sometimes it can be slightly overwhelming with icons that are slightly something of nothing i suppose because you'd be like Mm. all this stuff here but some of them are monuments but in terms of a narrative um, and making it feel like a living, breathing world. Yeah, I thought they did a really top-notch job. So nice. That, that was been my week. That's me. Cool. Where are you, Andy? Uh, strange one, really. I've been, I have been very busy this week, as you both know. It was my birthday this week. It was your birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! birthday. Forty-one years again. old. Twenty-one again. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, it's my birthday. I was 31, believe it or not, on um, Sunday. So yeah, lots of plans of that. Haven't done much gaming. Weirdly, um, what I have done, no, no Xbox at all, probably since wow. we last spoke a week ago. Um, no Call of Duty, despite the fact Season 4 is out. So wow. I haven't played that at all. Um, but I have been playing the Nintendo Switch when I get downtime and just a little bit, you know, in bed and stuff like that when, when I can. So oh, yeah, I played, played it too, actually. Yes, you did. Played it at yours. Hey, yeah, Paw Patrol, yeah. <laughs> bit drunk. Forgot to mention that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been playing some Mario Kart. I've been playing some Tiny Troopers XL, which I'd recommend. Mm-hmm. And I've also just started Animal Crossing. I don't know whether it's for me, but it seems quite chilled out. And it's just what I've needed in the last few days to play something chilled out. So uh, I think it's called New Horizons or Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that the one that's like really like everyone plays on like Twitch and stuff? Yeah, it's bigger. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like really every- big game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's a massive Nintendo game and everything's to do with like the real world and the real time so uh, the time in the real world is the same time in the game so if it's daylight in the real world you go into the game it's daylight if it's evening then it's in like local times yeah and um, things like uh, if you buy and sell from people and traders and stuff uh, they might give you a good price at um, lunchtime on a monday but they might give you bad prices the rest of the week so mm. it's, prob- it's probably cool. to get people coming back at different times and getting people coming back to the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can. Um, yeah, you can, it's really in depth. So I don't know whether it's going to be for me, but um, it's quite chilled out. It's quite a happy game. It's quite a colourful game, and it's been nice just to chill out and play that. Nice, very different. Mm, yeah, I like that's, it. Yeah, that's really my style. Not yeah, really, I'm, really the more. Nintendo Switch is is changing you. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's um, gonna it's gonna be on PlayStation before we know it. But um it, it comes from I do my gaming as we probably said before in the evenings when people have gone to bed and so I stay up late through the night and play play a bit of Xbox, play a bit of Call of Duty with the boys. And this week, for whatever reason, I've I've just been going to bed at a reasonable time, which means there's no time for gaming. Um which is which is what's brought us in, and then that means that the switch has come in that, in that way, and the Xbox has gone out a little bit. But yep, one of those things. Nice. So yeah, that's it. That's all I've been playing. Cool. Cool. So you two, you two have been watching the PS5 reveal, which mm. for our listeners, I have not seen at all, and don't really have a clue what was announced and you two have both watched it and will obviously part your your views on it shall we say yeah we were all um messaging each other in the whatsapp me and cal were like you know geeking out over it and andy was just like silence it's probably worth at this point i'll just clarify like that's a, that's a good that's a good thing to bring up I was silent because my view on the next generation, the one that we're going into, the one that we're buying into this Christmas, is largely speaking, people will buy whatever console they already own. So, for example, the Xbox is the most powerful system at the moment. 
I own a load of games on Xbox and I've invested a lot of money into the digital games library on Xbox. I would be mad to change my platform now and go over to PlayStation. You can always be tempted, but I, but I would be mad to do that. And, and I think generally speaking, the consumers are. So I think this just generation, if you already own an Xbox or you already own a PlayStation, you will just end up buying the new version of the platform you're already on. There will, of course, be people that swap over. I'm not saying there wouldn't be, but I largely believe that 95% of the people out there that already own uh, an Xbox or already own a PlayStation will just buy the newer version of, of their own. But there's also the new customers as well to, to think of. Um, That's interesting because I was because we were so me and Andy were speaking about this um, on Sunday and after our conversation I was thinking about this and I actually thought like I feel like you know this generation has been very much about the divide right it's been like PlayStation versus Xbox and it's been this whole like competition almost I I almost feel like this generation it could actually be a time where people people potentially do get both because at the end of the day like there's no denying that both microsoft and sony are really going hard in terms of first party ips and exclusives and really pouring a lot of money and support into these first party development studios and even some of their indie developers as well um and and it's kind of i think it's going to get to the stage where it's like hey it makes sense like for a gamer to 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 have both consoles like why not have both you know and, and don't get me wrong like i get it's expensive right like these aren't going to be cheap consoles by any means but at the same time you know a console generation is uh, at least a couple of years like there, there is no reason why people couldn't end up with both consoles over the course of that year. I, I think it makes it makes absolute sense what you're saying in terms of, you know, come fall this year, whenever they're released, the first console you're going to buy is the one you have the most games on, absolutely. Um, but I think as we see more games coming out, I mean, for me personally, I, I absolutely want both of these. Like there is no question in my mind that I'm getting one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But we first of all, let's bring it back to reality. We haven't seen the price for, for either of these consoles. So there's a, there's a bit of a spoiler there for, for your two chat for the PS5 reveal. We haven't seen a price for the PS5. We haven't seen a price uh, for the Series X. We're expecting them to be five, six hundred pound mark, roughly. Um, it is a lot of money to to think that most people would, would buy two. However, I do think with the growing potential of things like xCloud and PlayStation Now, I might uh, invest in the new Xbox, my personal situation. But if PS Now expands slightly, I could certainly see me playing some of those PlayStation exclusives uh, through something like PS Now or xCloud or whatever, in which case is a bit of a hybrid of sort of meeting you uh, in what you're saying is that that people might have both. I might not necessarily own Mm. a console, a tower, Mm-hmm. But I might subscribe to PlayStation Now or XCloud. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Actually, that's uh, that's a good point, and I never really considered that. That's a potential way that you know both companies, uh, both Microsoft and Sony, could kind of expand their 
their player base. That's an interesting point. Um, I should just say that whilst we're recording this podcast, we are watching back the um, the PlayStation event, and I've just seen a game that looked flipping amazing, and I'd completely forgotten about. What was it called? Project Athe Project Athia. Project Athia yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. looks so good. Um, I, like I, I don't even know where to start. Like for me, I was just like the whole thing. I was just blown away. Like one game after the other, it just they just looked. The thing that the thing that impressed me the most about it was the diversity of the games. Like this, for example, this is that like cats game, like that scrap right. thing, isn't it? it so so creative, so diverse, so many different types of games. Um, I think it did really well to just kind of showcase. It's it's a PS slogan, isn't it? Like for the players, it's like this yeah, is yeah. for the players. Like this is for like we've got all kinds of games from all kinds of developers. Um, and it, and and I love that. Like I love you know playing cool, unique games. You know, original games. Um, so it really, really excited me. And and it also like. You know, the, the graphics look phenomenal, of course, as well. But I think for me, the biggest thing wasn't even the graphics. It was more just the the, the sheer diversity and originality of, of the games we saw. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts on it, Cal? We, yeah. haven't, we haven't really spoken that much, have we? We kind of, like, geeked out over it. but We did, and then we didn't say anything for a few days. I think yeah. um, at the time, I was – I was well, I'm, I'm still really impressed by it. Um, I think Sony did really well in the way that they showcased it. They put uh, trailers and gameplay together really well. Uh, it was all gameplay as well, wasn't it? Like, there's well, there was a couple that weren't gameplay, but there was a lot of actual yeah, there, game yeah, there, gameplay. There was some where you couldn't you couldn't quite tell whether the line was blurred between you know trailer and gameplay, um, mm-hmm. but they all had enough to satisfy you, so you knew what what it was you were going to be yeah. what, what the game was about. Um, yeah, I thought it. I, I thought they did really well. I think there's a lot of good first-party games. There's a lot of stuff I think that we expected to see. And personally, for me, like the my favourite from it was Spider-Man Miles Morales, um, which is it's up in the air at the moment on whether it's a sequel, a standalone, like a remaster of existing Spider-Man. That's caused a bit of controversy on twitter but i believe insomniac have said it is a standalone game but there's talk of it being bundled with um the existing spider-man for playstation 4 receiving a playstation 5 upgrade so Mm. it's still a bit unknown but either way whether it's a a dlc package or a standalone or a full game or however it's going to be that yeah it looked amazing um as i've already said i so really enjoyed playing the last one through and about horizon yeah, and and that's that'll be second for me. I really enjoyed the first horizon. Never actually completed it. And again, it was one I had. Um, yeah, it's standard for me. Um, <laughs> no, I, I complete a lot of games. All right, don't judge me. Five hundred games in your yeah, yeah, you complete more than me. Um, yeah, no, I thought I, I really liked the first horizon. In fact, the only reason I got on board with it is because you, Tommy, told me back in the day. I remember you ringing me up saying, "Have you seen this game, Horizon?" And I, I had an Xbox and a PlayStation, and I hadn't really turned the PlayStation on in a while, and then I've got into that and the, i think the only reason i didn't complete it is because it came out roughly the same time as zelda breath of the wild on the switch and then yeah. I, I ended up getting sucked over there but like this one looks amazing like the the environments and the underwater the, sections yeah the underwater bit exactly. look cool yeah, like, yeah robot underwater dinosaur things i mean wow <laughs> like, that's yeah. crazy 
Um, so yeah, they, they were kind of the two big and Ratchet and Clank as well. Really like the look of that. Um, it's like back in the PlayStation days. I always like the Ratchet. I remember playing that on a PSP. Yeah, yeah, it's, they've been around for ages, haven't they? So yeah. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed that game. I think yeah, the whole thing went really well graphically. Everything looked really good, really well kind of polished. Um, Resident Evil as well. Yeah, um, I think um, what Andy was saying about people sticking to consoles is yeah a very valid point we kind of get into the point where people have kind of made their bed and that due to digital libraries you kind of you make your bed and you and you stay there for the most part but being someone who i've owned every playstation and i've owned every xbox and Although, yeah, I'm like generally like if I was to categorize myself, I'd say I was Team Xbox. At the same time, uh, I I like new things. Like I like to, uh, I like to, you know when I get a new phone, for example, I'm not the guy that imports everything from his existing phone, so all my apps are arranged and everything's exactly the same on the new phone. Do you know what I mean? I treat mm-hmm. it as like a new experience, and I, I organize it differently. I have a different wallpaper. I do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so part of that comes off with with consoles with me it's a case of like when i think about getting a series x i would just plug in my you know existing external or re-download my games or however i'm going to do it and i'm just going to put those games on there and kind of carry on as i was but then i think about i could have a playstation and then suddenly i've got a new um kind of a new world in terms of games and exclusives and i sold my ps4 getting on for you know three Three years ago, maybe. So the, uh, you know, I I haven't played God of War, you know, and that is a game that obviously. Yeah, really I really want to play that. You know, Death Stranding is one I really want to play. Luckily, it's coming to PC next month, so I'm going to play it on there. So there's a lot of exclusives that I've missed um, from the PlayStation Four era. That if I got a PlayStation Five, that yeah, if those games are on sale, which actually, funny enough, I've looked at quite a few of them, and they are. You can pick up, you know, if I was to buy Spider Man, it's like fifteen pounds at the moment or something. So. Um, I, would I guess be, I would have a I would have a different library as well. But at the same time, I'm not saying I want to move away from Xbox. In an ideal world, I'd have both. But it, yeah. if, if it comes down to a choice at the moment, I would say I'm I would buy a PlayStation Five. I would keep my existing Xbox One X, and I would continue to play my Xbox games on there. And I'm still going to have the you know Microsoft is still supporting it with their first party games for the next year or two. And I would just continue playing on there. And I'd have a PlayStation 5 where I'd be playing PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 exclusives. But that's just yeah. for a unique position. And that goes a lot in Microsoft's favor from their pro-consumer way because that that would work that way for me. But it wouldn't actually work if I had a PlayStation 4 at the moment um, because of their like limitations of backwards compatibility and um, and kind of the other unknowns that, that they've got whereas i know as a someone who's got an xbox doesn't have a playstation that i could make that that divide and have both at the same time and also mm. before i even touch on the fact that most microsoft games now are on pc anyway and as someone who plays probably more pc than i do console if if it was a first party game so it's gears or halo it's going to launch onto um game pass ultimate and i could play them on pc Mm. You know, and through shadow or however um yeah so basically i want to have my cake and eat it a lot of it 
<laughs> right now. yeah definitely i think it's it's like is i think like andy said this before like it it kind of depends on like you know why you play games like you know if if you are somebody that is playing games just to play play it with friends and 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 you know like have that kind of social element or it makes sense that you're only going to stick with that one console whereas if you are if you just love video games in general you probably are going to be pretty torn and end up buying both right like even if you maybe sell an xbox get a playstation and get the xbox like whatever like, I, know for, like, I know i know for me like you know that's kind of i i did the same thing i i got a playstation i ended up selling it because similar to you cal like xbox is it's my console of choice i prefer you know the layout and all my friends are on there so for cross-platform games i'm getting it on xbox because it makes sense but for the exclusives like it's there's just too many like i i can't <laughs> I can't pass up on that no. so um it goes back to what we we're saying before isn't it like each of us has slight differences in the type of games that yeah joy and playstation in my opinion, the master at the moment of those tight narrative games. Um, oh, this I, one though. Um, this looks really cool. Do you remember this? I it's can't like remember what it's Darby called, stuff. but it's yeah, it's kind of like a destruction derby game. For, for anyone listening, like if you if you saw the reveal or if you didn't see the reveal, it's kind of like a. It's a bit like Rocket League, isn't it? It's like in an arena and it's like Destruction Derby, but you can get out of the cars and you can like hijack other people's cars. You can like wall run, you get guns and stuff. It just looks like total mayhem. Uh, but I can imagine this being a really cool um, like multiplayer experience. There's a cool bit in a minute. Where Hopefully it's cross-platform. Hopefully it's um, a cross-platform game. Yeah, and that's the other cool thing, isn't it? So you look at like Call of Duty... Like that's crossplay, you know, between consoles, isn't it? Like I've I've played it with a friend who's got a PlayStation Four, and maybe this generation's the generation where we're all it. stars. That was it. Yeah, I mean, what, what is probably worth pointing out, not to uh, not to squash the hype too much, is that um, although we'll be talking about the the PlayStation event here, uh, and I messaged you, Cal said there was twenty three different games. Uh, announced at the PlayStation event, some of which we'll be talking about today, it is worth bearing in mind that 17 of the 23 that were there are coming to Xbox. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about games today, uh, stuff that looks good, the hype and stuff like that, the majority of them are also coming to Xbox. Um, so, you know, it's good good to hear. You know, I'll be, again, just trying to... Um, you know, hopefully make sure everyone can play the games that they want to play and not forced to to choose a system or, or choose whatever. But, um, yeah, you know, hopefully get more out there. Uh, the the, the cross-play has got so much work to do, though. It's nice to be able to play with friends on, on PlayStation and PC, but you've got, for me, someone who probably does a lot more of the social gaming, as we've said previously, the, the chat system or the or the lack of any official chat system is the biggest issue right now yeah because I, i'm so used to jumping into a party chat and you can see what people are doing you've got access to like what they're doing send the messages but also um that party chat goes with you wherever so if you go back to the home screen if mm. you come out of that game say you are 
changing your weapons around, you're changing your vehicle, whatever you might be doing in the lobby of that game, um, that that party chat stays with you. Whereas in game chat, a lot of the time it just cuts you off because you're not in a yeah yeah you're not in a dedicated lobby with them. So you know, game chat's got a long way to go. But hopefully, like you said, this generation is the generation where that kind of um, those systems, that technology advances. Um, certainly, what the the players want is that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the other, um, while well, I remember one of the other really cool things, well, I'll say cool, but uh, kind of, I guess, interesting decisions from Sony at the uh, reveal was the whole digital slash um, disc version of the console, which I thought was quite a smart move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they've got a digital-only version and a disc version, which is obviously going to be the Blu-ray player. Um, I thought that was quite smart. Like they, you know, they're obviously not unlike Apple, right? Apple like to take these bold moves and decide to get rid of the headphone jack for everyone, right? Even if it causes an uproar, it's like this is the future. We're getting rid of it. We don't care what you think. Whereas Sony have. So, yeah. Famous, oh, yeah. called Courage. Uh, all right. And I still hate them for that because I think it's ridiculous and so do most Apple owners. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I, I just think like, you know, it, it was a very interesting move because inevitably that's going to bring down the cost of production and the cost for, for the sale of it. I don't know by how much. Like, I don't know, you know, from a... From a cost perspective to Sony, like I can't imagine they pay that much for a Blu-ray player. Um, don't, don't, don't Sony technically own the rights to it as well? I think Sony would have thought Sony, so. Yeah, I think Sony yeah. technically own the rights to um, Blu-ray. Xbox went for um, HD uh, DVD, and then that f- flopped. And Xbox, I now think, pay licensing to. Uh, effectively right. Sony to have oh, really? in there. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, well, yeah. Be, I mean, be, like I say, it won't, be a, it won't be a huge saving, but there'll no. be, you know, maybe maybe 50 quid on, on you know, saving yeah. to the consumer. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say yeah. it's a good about it, wouldn't it? They, they, it probably it isn't a saving, I don't think, for Sony for £50. I imagine it's more like a £30, £20 saving, but that saving locks the consumer into buying digital games from sony Dynamics. yeah so they can make it so back. you're yeah. not giving money to amazon anymore you're not giving any money to yeah, your local true, game yeah. shop you're giving your money 100 percent of the, the game value to sony direct which pays mm. for itself instantly do you know if that that 50 pound mm. is nothing on a console when yeah, every yeah. game you pay um you're not giving anything to, to the third party sellers yeah yeah it make it makes a lot of sense and it it's kind of it'll be really interesting because there are still rumors aren't there of there being like a um an xbox series x Lite almost yeah Locked so it's probably gonna be the xbox series s similar to mm. the xbox okay. one s that we have yeah. at the moment um no, yeah. again no, nothing officially announced but um they've confirmed um you've got anaconda and lockhart are the two code names for the consoles Right. And the um, less powerful version, the cheaper version, has been um, written into like game code and a few other things. So it does exist, whether or not uh, Microsoft will release it or put it into production. We don't know. 
we're expecting to find out in July or by July. Um, but given that Sony are rocking uh, uh, a slightly cheaper version of the PS5, I would imagine um, Xbox will do the same, but probably a considerably uh, more saving. Mm. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. The idea, the idea of the Xbox version is going to be that you you keep the the speed by using the built-in N is it N um, NVMe NVE yeah, SSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you 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 get the new processing speed on your CPU. You get the speed built in from the SSD drive. So developers know that it doesn't matter whether you're building for the One S or the One X, that there's the same sort of criteria. The difference is going to be in the graphics power. So you're going to get the same sort of CPU speeds, the same SSD speeds, um, but but a, a lower res graphics power in the in the One S. So mm. that will have to be scaled down. Um, okay. But that should make that far cheaper than the PlayStation 5, um, which then gives people an option. If you want to go next gen, you can go next gen without having like 4K 120 frames. Mm. Here's a question. Who's going to reveal their prices first? They're probably, I, I, the way they're going, I, it's going to be like the day before. They're going to be like, <laughs> oh, by the way, like last man standing. There's going to be like, I, I think that I think there'll be a leak before the pricing is officially announced. I think it'll be leaked. The trouble with the leaks is they're not worth the the, the price can change at the last minute, so that the leaks aren't yeah. worth the paper they're written on. The, the PS5 got leaked for five hundred ninety nine pounds on the day of the mm. reveal by Amazon, mm. um, but you could quite easily say that that's a placeholder number five ninety nine. Yeah does seem fairly accurate it is in the price range that, that we've been talking about um but it could just be a, a price holder a place for, for that mm. um and and they could change it even if it was 599 if they see what xbox is doing and they they think there's a bit of competition there they could drop it down to 549 so the leaks are just so irrelevant when it comes to pricing mm. Yeah, potentially. Um, I think Microsoft were just hoping that PlayStation were going to show their hand there, weren't they? That's yeah, yeah. They, 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 kind of, they, they finally they, came out and they, did everything else, but they just held that. I feel like Microsoft yeah. waiting so that then they can... But they've shown their hands now in terms of consoles. So if Microsoft was concerned that they had two different versions of the consoles coming out, because we didn't know that, but Microsoft might have known from some code or whatever that there was two different versions of the PlayStation. Now, Microsoft have been looking at that in their worlds as a more expensive and cheaper version of the console um, considerably. Whereas in reality, the two versions of the PlayStation that have come out are pretty much identical. Uh, and pricing wise, they're going to be about the same price. They might be 50 pound cheaper just without the disc drive, mm. but the console is is the same. So now that I think Microsoft know that Sony haven't got anything else left in the, in the bag, there isn't a, uh, there isn't a much cheaper console coming out because the Microsoft are going to be bringing out a console. It's like 200 pounds less. You know, we're talking like there is going to be a big price difference between the one S and the one X. So I think now we don't know for sure. Do we? we I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think 200 pounds. Like I, I think, that, I do think it will be a fairly significant point. job. I think, it, yeah, I think Andy's certainly right. It, it will be a yeah. significant 
uh, amount because I just don't think it would be worth it for them otherwise if it was just going to be and I don't think we'd have had all these the last year of these rumors um, if it was going to be something as straightforward as what PlayStation have done which they've just gone I'll just minus that off so yeah I yeah. think it would be considerable but until we know what price point so if Microsoft came out and said okay we're going to release the Series X and it's going to be 499 then I might then I would be inclined to say I think a Series S would be maybe 350 399 like I yeah like do you know what I mean like I would like I, I, I equally I could see it coming out for 299 it, it's it's the, the the Xbox One X that's out at the moment has six teraflops of power the Xbox Series S, the unannounced, unconfirmed console, is leaked to have four teraflops of, of power. It's a weak console when it comes to graphics because it's only designed to do around 1080p. The reason it's next-gen and you can't just keep your Xbox One X that you own at the moment is that you're going to have those SSD speeds and the CPU power that eventually, when there is a cut-off date for next-gen, and what next-gen games are, the the lower-powered Xbox Series S will support them, and your Xbox One X won't. Mm-hmm. And it's all to do with the default speeds. You're you're like I've got an SSD at the moment plugged into my One X. It's very fast, but because that isn't what everybody has, the developers haven't got a set a baseline to work at. Whereas with the the unannounced Series S, the idea is that that SSD will be built in, just like the One X. Or Series X, sorry. Um, so there's a baseline for speed and, and stuff that they can load in. So while we're on the topic of price, how much extra would you pay for each of these consoles if they did actually double up as a as a mini fridge or a router? <laughs> <laughs> there's some memes. There's some memes, yeah. camera. Explain the memes. Who's who's who? Well, the the Xbox is obviously the mini fridge, right? You could get at least, I don't know, like eight beers in there, um, whereas the PS5 is uh, is the router. Um, and I think it would probably be a pretty good router. It reminds me a bit of my um, when I had Virgin back in the day of the Super Hub, I think it was. Um, so I think, I think it would be a pretty damn good router. So, you know. Well, on, that, on that point, then. Routers are always useful. Taking uh, like fan base away from the equation, um, Phil Spencer. Thank you for coming today. Um, <laughs> which design would you honestly prefer? Do you know what I mean? Like taking out tech specs. Like if you were to just if you were just buying them as a, like a fucking ornament or something, <laughs> what one would you rather have sat next to your TV, uh, Tommy? Uh-huh. Uh. That's like, an interesting question, actually, because if I was buying it as an ornament or for something to sit next to the TV, I would say the PS5. Um, but in terms of like an actual game console design, I would say the Xbox, just because it's it's so different and it's so kind of you know like it's actually a box. <laughs> it, it's just it's just really kind of like they've been like, oh, fuck all of this fancy designs. We're just going to make a box. Just come like, and I, I think that's really cool. Like, I, I actually really like that. Um, whereas PS5 have made it look like a flipping McLaren router. <laughs> you know, like, let's, it's just like let's, a sport. Let's, let's not forget that the the One X, or the Series X, sorry, is about two-thirds, roughly, the size of the PlayStation. And it's designed 
like that box to maximize cooling and it's obviously going to be more powerful than the playstation so it's a smaller size more powerful and that design is to, is to get the airflow going as we've seen in the videos yeah so there is, so, there is, it is more than so what do you prefer the look then so take like taking the technical side out of it like i, I already know what you're going to say because you but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, I'll simplify the question. Do you like the look of the PlayStation 5, just from a, a, an aesthetic point of view? Yeah, if I was still, like, you know, 16 and gaming was my life and, you know, I didn't have people come around my house because I lived in my parents' basement, secretly, the PlayStation is a good-looking console. Huh? But 16-year-old Andy. But it's an, <laughs> like, perhaps, it's an absolute... Um, geek machine, isn't it? Like it's, um, you know, I'm not even. I, like, I, I enjoy gaming. I love gaming. It's clearly a passion of mine. Here we are doing a podcast on gaming. You know, I'm not afraid to be part of the gaming community. It's a brilliant community to be in. But that thing just absolutely screams the typical meme or stereotype of 16 year old kid still playing video games, which we we obviously know that the the gaming culture is far deeper than that and actually gaming is bigger than than is it movies and music combined it's crazy gaming um it's a good looking console but it's just it is what it is it's a bit out there it's a bit layerish realistically with with my setup my living room you know i've got a nice big samsung tv the xbox series x is gonna fit in nice there it'll be smart when i want it to be and then when I do turn it on, when I am here, I am doing my gaming, it's going to light up nicely green at the top, which I'm sure we've all seen the nice green. Um, well, it's not it's not a light, sorry, I do apologise. It's a um, concave effect, isn't it, at the top there, uh, just to give it that great gaming sort of flair. But Yeah, just a mini fridge, yeah. like a fancy mini fridge. Absolutely. Green, green so that's green. what's going to look better, in, in certainly in my setup. But I am a fan of the, the look of the PlayStation. I just wouldn't... It's like a car, maybe. You think it looks cool, but I wouldn't want to own it. Or I wouldn't want to drive it, if that makes sense. Do you know what it reminds me of, actually? It reminds If you know the, the new Honda Civic, slightly off tangent. Yeah, it is. Right? It is like, like the, the new the Honda new, Civic. The new Honda Civic, like, you look at it, mm. and it, it looks... It like, when you first glance at it, you think, that looks sexy, right? There's all sorts of stuff going on there. But when you get a bit closer, it's just this, like, big, like, plastic thing there's just all these bits shoved on it like have you seen how big it is Uh, yeah this is what i was going to go on to with the playstation 5 like when i first saw it i thought yeah that looks really cool it looks really different but the more i think about it i do kind of agree with andy it does look like a traditional console but i i don't necessarily know if that's a bad point but then the negative i would say would be when i've seen the size comparison to all the existing and previous the old playstations yeah, to the old place. Yeah, like, one of the issues I had with the PlayStation 3 when I had that, which I thought was the ugliest of the PlayStations, was the fact that it was so big. And I had the first-gen PS3, not the PS3 Slim. Um, and that, So that's kind of like concern with the PlayStation 5. I'm kind of like, I like how it looks, but if it is if it is as big as, you know, it's people have kind of measured it based, I think, on the USB port size at the moment and to, to make these mock-ups, if it's that big, mm. uh, then I'd be concerned that it's maybe going to be a bit standout-ish, like in my setup. But then I again, guess... like I'm just playing games on it, so 
it's that is i guess that's a trade-off for going for that kind of design is mm. like you know because these consoles are going to be so powerful they are going to require a lot of cooling so you know if you if you want to make a slim and sleek console it's going to have to be pretty flipping massive to to be able to have enough ventilation and cooling in there so it's kind of you know trade-off there and that's what yeah. I was trying to get earlier. As much as we, as much as we joke and, and you know we all have a bit of banter, it's, I don't think it was fair to call it like just a box. They just went for just a box. If you've watched the, um, I say that with love and respect. Like I think it's yeah, awesome yeah. that they've made a box. I don't know whether any of you have watched the Austin Evans video mm. where they take it. Too busy watching PlayStation video. Digital Foundry, mate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But they take it apart, they build it. it. It's designed like that as a as a tower, so that the fan sucks all the air, the hot air out. So, like I say, you know, as much as we criticise it for being a box, it's two thirds the size of a, of the new PlayStation, and it's more powerful. Therefore, it's kicking out more heat. You know, so I don't, I don't like really you calling it more powerful. Like based on like teraflopage. Well, what we don't know, you say, you say it's fact on paper that the Xbox has got a faster GPU, the CPU is also faster. Yeah, we, we, we know that. But there is this unknown thing around the SSD mm. where the tests showed that the SSD on the PlayStation was actually more powerful and... There was a really interesting interview with um, who was it from Sony, one of the architects, I think, from 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 the Sony team, and he was making some pretty good points about the SSD in this generation playing a really big part as to what offloads the CPU and GPU. So I. We don't know, like we genuinely, you know, again, like spec wise, sure, right now on paper, Xbox is, is more powerful, but we don't know how that's going to translate into games. We just don't know. So, since and I'm, I'm, I'm going to quote the, the, the big bucks here, the lawyers that are going down, okay, <laughs> in the Microsoft marketing pool, they have liked the term with the Xbox One X is the most powerful console ever made, and the Xbox, so they really yeah, on like paper, that yeah. term. But the, yeah, the X, well, the Xbox One X is. It's yeah, yeah, fat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like the next gen. It's like. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that, that Xbox and the marketing have loved that. And they've hammered home the fact that the Xbox One X is the most powerful console uh, ever made. Okay. So their wording around the Xbox Series X has been a bit wishy washy when it comes to most powerful console. Uh, especially to do with the most powerful console, bearing in mind it's coming this holiday because there was no idea what the competition were doing. So they're obviously stepping on, a, you know, stepping on thin ice there if they start claiming things uh, that, that it's not. Yeah. Uh -huh. However, since the PlayStation reveal, the Xbox team and the marketing team are now referring to the Xbox Series X coming holiday 2020, the most powerful console ever now they are putting that out all over their social medias all over their marketing all over everything and i am willing to bet that you know you've got to be able to back that up they're not going to want to get um into an awkward situation and there's a reason that they've started to to use those kind of terms 
and that's because they've now seen the facts and figures of, of, of the you know the specification of the PlayStation. They know. But we we don't it. like you know there might I'm sure they've sought legal counsel on it and whatnot, but we don't know what kind of loopholes there are in the legal system. And and again, like the the simple fact is. Microsoft do not know how it will compare with the PS5 in terms of raw gameplay performance. Again, like it, that maybe they are allowed to say that because on paper it is a more powerful console, but but you, you just don't know how it's going to compare in terms of creating these games. And actually, because um, we, we you know, I think we can, you can only compare that to every console ever made and. You know, when the Xbox uh, One released and the PlayStation Four released, the PlayStation was more powerful. It was the it was the better console. It was only by a tiny bit, and it was the more powerful console, which is exactly why Xbox came out with a even more powerful console. And they've loved the the market in terms ever since then. It goes yeah. both ways. I don't. But, I mean, I, I but, but if you take every console ever made so far, the, there is always one. There has to be always one that's more powerful than the other. This yeah. time round, it is going to be the Xbox Series X. Just I think. Back. I think all Tommy is saying, Andy, is not that. It's not that it's not going to be, and I think we're all able to. You know, we're all able to crunch the numbers and look at those yeah. the, the components there, and re, you know, watch Digital Foundry or, uh, and other sources, and, and come to the conclusion that yeah, on a balance of probability, it's going to be. A more powerful console but i think tommy's just keeping the open mind to the point that until third parties get their hands on both of them and run those you know like full tests and and then go through everything that they will do in you know probably in the days after the release that's when we'll yeah. know you know 100 percent. but i don't i don't want to i wouldn't want to go down the kind of you know in my head i yeah okay i when I think of the two consoles, I think of the Series X as the more powerful one because I've seen the components that make them up and I understand those components to a degree. So I, under, I understand why it, it would be more powerful. But like Tommy's hit the nail on the head with, with the SSD. A lot of the stuff I've watched on the PlayStation, they're very much focused on that. And I would just be interested to see post-launch of both consoles to see what people say when they run those comparisons and you know those, the boot-ups, the, the various things we're going to... That we're going to be enabled for it. Like if you, um, we, we watched Ratchet and Clank a little while ago. The trailer for that play, and I don't know if you noticed, but there's a point where he's basically warping through, um, uh, like dimensions. Uh, I'll see if I can play it for you now, which is basically a, like a short demonstration, really, of how the SSD um, takes the shape uh, within the PS5. So if I go back a little bit, just 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 to people listening, we're just basically rewatching uh, the Ratchet and Clank. Uh, trailer it's worth it's worth saying as well like th this is stuff that has been kind of also said by digital foundry like they, they have said we we we've seen the specs about like you know these guys flip in they probably know more about the about consoles than microsoft and sony do um but that you know they, they were saying we've seen the spec of them but and we we can't say what's going to perform better like, you know, we cut on paper again, like the Xbox is a more powerful console, but we just don't know what the SSD and the PlayStation is capable of in terms of being able to offload some of that compute power from the GPU or the CPU, which is where the Xbox currently has the advantage. So again, like who, you know, 
nobody really knows at this stage what's going to happen but it's it's exciting either way like yeah. you know whatever happens and you know back to like what we were saying at the start of this conversation th at the end of the day they're both going to have phenomenal games on 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 both consoles right and and there's going to be some pretty incredible things i think that happen in this in this generation um one of the things i i did want to want to talk about before we wrap this up as well today is is what do what do you and this might be a bit hard for you to to answer any given that you haven't kind of seen the full um reveal but what do microsoft need to do now to kind of really impress and and win over the audience at the you know the xbox um at the Xbox reveal and the Xbox launch. Uh, well, yeah, the Xbox next reveal. I suppose I would answer that with with a question because I've seen two mm -hmm. different views on this. Do you, do you think they need to... I'll answer by giving my opinion first. That might make mm -hmm. it a bit more clear. I've seen, a over the last few months, a consistent, um, transparent, sort of open approach to Microsoft um marketing next gen they've been pumping out regular news since that since they obviously decided to start talking about it last few months they've been pumping out consistent news they've been putting the console in hands of uh, digital foundry who we know are a third party sort of independent they'll look at you know they'll look at that console independently but at the same time putting that console in the hands of someone like austin evans which i would describe as a more uh, casual gamer, someone who would just look at it in, in a different light to Digital Foundry. Um, we've seen uh, some of the games that are coming to the console. We know that even from the PlayStation event, a lot of those games are coming to Xbox anyway. Uh, there is still more to see with the Xbox system, but I haven't seen this as a uh, Xbox really need to to ramp up here. They're now the massive underdog because PlayStation have done this event. I just see that Xbox have released their information uh, over the last few months uh, in various different formats, and PlayStation have held off and now released it in 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 one big go. So I think all that Xbox really need to do in July to to match where PlayStation are is just to show a bit more gameplay. Um, mm -hmm. Interesting. I, I personally, I already think that they're they're pretty much there with with, the, with what PlayStation have, have shown. Um, both people have now shown the console. Both people have shown games coming to their platform, and we know from from both sides that games from Xbox will probably be coming out on PlayStation, and games from PlayStation will be coming out on Xbox. But they all have their little marketing deals. Um, so we've we've seen the console from both sides. We've seen the controller from both sides. We know the names of the controllers. We know the specifications of the controllers uh, of the console. Sorry, so we know you know what who's got what power. We know who's got what games. We don't know the price, so I see it as a fairly level playing field. Really, in, in July they just need to show a bit of gameplay if they want to be level. But so obviously, I, I'll tell you where I'm coming from on that question. It's that I I have noticed, and again, like I don't know if it's just this generation. But when I'm looking through the comments of like, you know, the YouTube videos and some of the reactions and things, even from like certain streamers and stuff, is there is a much more kind of 
open-minded approach this time around and instead of this kind of fanboy culture of oh playstation all the way xbox all the way people are kind of saying like oh i'm playstation but xbox has got a more powerful console so i might actually get an xbox this year yeah. right and and now i after the ps5 reveal i have also seen comments from xbox owners saying I, you know, I was so excited after the Xbox reveal and it was the most powerful console, but now after this, I'm thinking about getting a PlayStation. So to me, it really does. And, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, there will be people who are just, I'm getting an Xbox because I've always had one, all my friends are on there, yeah. like, that's it. But there, I feel like there are a lot of people who are very much up in the air right now and like, okay, I've got six, 700 quid set aside for worst case, however much they're going to be. Um, I don't know what I'm going to get. I love both of these consoles, but to me, it comes down to the games, and and yep. and that's the space I'm in too. Like legit, that's that is the space I'm in right now. Is it's like who who can bring me the the best lineup? I'm kind of leaning towards Xbox just because of Halo Infinite, but but if if PS5 have enough really amazing exclusive launch games, I could be swayed. So I feel like there is a lot of that. And one thing that um, Sony did at the end of this presentation, Andy, which I thought was quite clever, is they um, they actually had um, like a little three-minute showcase of feedback from developers. So they put a lot of emphasis onto the developers, and they were all saying this is by far one of the most remarkable consoles and, like, and, and all just talking like, getting excited and saying like this is hands down the best thing i've ever developed all that kind of thing right and it's like that's quite a smart move by playstation like again like they i think they did this at the last e3 talking about how they are the the platform for developers like they're nurturing developers and then kind of microsoft tried to do the same thing so uh, it, like for I, me, think the key, I think a key word there is 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 smart in the sense of it's mm. smart to put them on there None, none of them bearing in mind they're getting paid to go on there or they're working for the system. None of them are ever going to go on there and slate the system. No, no, of course. Or, or say of course. negative. Yeah, yeah. So their, their comments probably aren't worth the paper they're written on, unfortunately. Yeah. But smart from a marketing point of view, absolutely, that's what the consumers... It's the same with the games, you know. People see all the games and think, oh, look at all these games that come to PlayStation. In reality, most of them are coming to Xbox as well. and I'm sure they'll come to PC. Um, but that's not what the consumer sees, is it? Mm. they see that all these games linked to the playstation name so yeah yeah so yeah i mean, yeah, what's, I mean what's like... playstation's view on backwards compatibility because that's something that i saw got brought up on so they're uh, they're kind of a, uh their thing that mark cerny said recently is the head of um playstation is that the top 100 playstation 4 games um should for the most part, all be playable on the PlayStation Five, and it's a it like it's a vague, um, it's a very vague way of looking at it. I don't know whether they're going to then adapt it and add more, uh, but obviously they they've taken a, a separate stance on on the way they look at it. Like they're making PlayStation Five exclusive games, so it won't work on PlayStation Four. They are PlayStation Five games, whereas Microsoft are opting for the we are making games for our Xbox series, whether they are the Xbox One, the One X, the Series X or Series S that we'll have um, for at least a couple of years. So PlayStation are 
putting their eggs in a next-gen basket, which is a very traditional way of doing it. So if you look at this console cycle when it came out, you know, neither consoles had backwards compatibility and we were all reliant on the handful of games that we had on day one, which is one of the biggest complaints from people. Um, so both of them have fixed that in a way. Microsoft have certainly done a lot better at fixing it because everything just comes forward now. They've got the, the widest selection of backwards compatibility and they're always working on that. Um, PlayStation, slightly an unusual step by saying we've got the top 100. I don't know whether that's because of the architecture of it and, or whether they just don't feel that they need to, whether they feel that, yes, okay, that people are going to want God of War, they're going to want Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima, which, you know, they're, they're, they're 2020 games. These big titles they're going to be wanting uh, on the PlayStation 5, but are they thinking that the people are as bothered about... Um, I don't know, whatever game came out at launch um, back in 2013. Are they going to want that on their PlayStation 5? I mean, and that's where I'm at with it. I'm kind of like... You so know, what, do I, they, what, what do they need to do for you, Cal? Because you're on the fence as well, aren't you? So like, what, what oh, do yeah, Microsoft like, need to do now to win you over and make you buy a, an Xbox this year? Games. I just need to see games. Just games. To, yeah, so my perspective is... Uh, I like having, you know, it's nice to say you have the most powerful console, like, and that's a great marketing thing. And it's a great thing for PlayStation, say, for the players, because they're alluding to all the games they have. Um, but where I, this generation has disappointed me from Microsoft, because if I go back to Xbox 360, that's where the games were, right? They were, the, in my opinion, they were the leader from the games perspective. And then this generation, it, it's, it's flipped on its head and PlayStation has taken the lead on it. And I don't know what the next generation is going to bring. I'm not going to say that PlayStation's going to have the games because they had this gen, because as we have just said, that didn't happen last time. So if Microsoft come out next month and say, look, here's, I don't know, say uh, 12 first party exclusives and they all look like crackers and they're coming out in the next 12 months or so. Well, then as Andy's already said, you know, PlayStation showed 23, 17 of them come to Xbox as well. So that leaves six. So we really have six PlayStation exclusives that they've shown. I presume they've got a lot more that maybe they're going to drip feed to us because they've already said they're going to have other events. This was a Kickstarter. Um, so it will be a case of, does Microsoft roll out 10 or 12 of these exclusives? And then mm. again, as long as they're something that's games that I'm interested in, because mm. that's, doesn't necessarily numbers only count if you're interested in them yeah. um but yeah okay then maybe that puts me back on the other side i'm not too concerned about the moniker of the most powerful console if at the end of the day at the moment i'm looking at it and i'm thinking i'm a big spider-man fan i love playing spider-man i was thinking why wasn't i playing spider-man two years ago because i didn't have a playstation 4 and now playstation have just said hey look we've got a new spider-man game that launches day one with the playstation 5 so i'm thinking i want a playstation 5 and it's the same as I bought an Xbox, the original Xbox. I bought that because of Halo. And not because of how it looked, because of how it played. And uh, the co-op I'd done with people and just the, the way the game was made was incredible. And that made me take my PlayStation 2 down to GameStation and trade it in and, and get an Xbox. So I'm at another one of these points, which I wasn't at in the last generation. Last generation, I went 360 to Xbox One. My PlayStation 3 was long gone by this point. Uh, and I picked up a PlayStation 4 partway into this gen, had it for a few years, and then sold it before, unfortunately, before this raft of exclusives that I'm now envious that I haven't got to experience came out. 
so yeah, so that, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to games. So we'll see what Microsoft brings to the party. And then I want to see if whether Sony then come back with, oh, actually, we've got some more games maybe we, we haven't shown you because we've got another mm. event price and stuff. Because you don't, yes, they've shown their hand. Have they shown their full hand? Are they waiting to see? Because at the moment, it's this real game of poker, isn't it, between the two? Um, but to answer your I question question is games 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 yeah i i personally want to see some more um like fresh new ips from microsoft yeah. like if if it's only kind of halo infinite and then you know they have like some other mediocre looking mm -hmm. exclusives I, I, I like they're gonna need to do more i think like i i really want to see again like similar to what playstation had I, I want to see some like really original, diverse, awesome-looking games. Like that—that's what I want to see, and I want to see Halo Infinite. Like I really, really want to yeah. see that. And that—that that is like, you know, as crazy as it sounds, it's just because I've like loved Halo for so long. But like that—that that could tip the scales. Although, like at the moment, I'd probably say it's leveled just because of Halo Infinite. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's what me. That's what keeps yeah. them in the race for me at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and it's also okay. uh, knowing the fact that obviously Microsoft have been on this big purchasing spree of buying all these developers. And I'm hoping that we're about to see that come out because yeah. Microsoft are an incredible company when it comes to learning from what others do and then sure. better. Yeah. Um, and everything that's that PlayStation do, Microsoft are matching. And then in my opinion, they are surpassing, but it's whether can they bring it home on the, on the games front with those developers yeah. brought up or are they just going to make a load of substandard or mediocre games yeah they need the they need the god of war they need a spider-man yeah. they need the last of us they need they can't just rely on halo. yeah they can't just rely on halo and gears of war and then the forza series to just just keep them afloat every generation mm. I, I certainly think that we've um you know not forgetting the the 17 games that have already been shown on someone else's show, the 17 games that have already been shown on the PlayStation show, plus the ones that we know of, like like you've said, your Halo, your Gears, Forza, all the rest of that, that jazz, Sea of Thieves, um, uh, there's loads of Ori's doing well, isn't it? Minecraft's doing well, stuff like that. Plus the fact, like you said, they've bought four, uh, 13 new studios. I think that's going to, by the time you look back on it, and, you know, if you're smart enough to include some of the ones that are on the PlayStation show, just just vice versa, I'm sure there'll be stuff on the Microsoft show that will, will work across both. We're not going to be lacking in games, are we? You know, whatever side of the fence you're on, it's going to be it's going to be plenty of games. I think, I think July is going to be a heavy hitter for games. Phil Spencer is under no illusions that people have wanted games this entire generation. So July is going to be crammed full of games, 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 and then take a minute to pause and think about the games that were already shown on the PlayStation show that are also coming to the Xbox. Um, there's going to be a lot to play on the new Xbox, but, you know. But and and like yeah, I totally I totally get that point. And but it's going to come down to whether those games, games, games that Microsoft show are the games that people want, and that's where like okay, so PlayStation might have shown. 17 that are coming to xbox as well but i'll be honest that the standout ones for me of horizon like spider-man ratchet and clank hmm. uh, 
those are the first, ones, first party files. Yeah. Those those were the, those were the first party ones. So, yeah. and that's and that. So if they have, that's what I mean. They need that selection of um, top notch first party IPs that are of, yeah, 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 of, for sure. akin to those ones. If they just go, yes, look, we've now got twelve exclusives, so therefore we have more than PlayStation. No, no, yeah. It, it's yeah. So they've got to do it the right way, and hopefully they've invested. In the right way, and, I, and as long as they've learned from PlayStation, because I think the biggest takeaway is that Microsoft, back in 2013, when they were going, you know, the future is this media center and online, and everything's like all about multiplayer games. Because you know, you look at Sea of Thieves and things like that; they're all very heavily multiplayer focused games that they tend to create, or they're like smaller indie ones, like say like Ori or something, where they're indie looking, but okay, still big budget. Um, whereas PlayStation put go all in on that single player narrative game didn't they and that was a gamble for them when they first started doing it because a lot of people thought that that genre was dying out didn't they but then what they've gone and proven is that it's it's not it's there and it's big and that again is the the genre that appeals to me at the moment um and if I that think is... the issue can come i mean this can obviously get very deep and we won't go too into it but the money made from your likes of Call of Duty, Fortnite, or whatever, Sea of Thieves, where you have got that because it's online, you've then got the cosmetic element to showing off to your friends with your new outfit, your new ship, your new weapon, or whatever. And you know, if you look at some of the, the figures of how much uh, things like Fortnite has made both Microsoft and Sony, it's an incredible amount of money. Because you purchase those cosmetics through their through their stores, so you know there's certainly a place for them. I don't want to take that away. There is certainly a place for them, but uh, I imagine that, that the multiplayer games are making more money. But you know the the games that the PlayStation are, are making is selling systems. You know, and there is there is a whole group of people out there that want those single player experiences, like you said. You know that they at the moment certainly can't really get on Xbox. Mm. Sure. right guys we've been rambling on for for an hour now yeah. just over an hour so we'll uh i think we'll wrap it up there for today it's been an interesting discussion for sure when are we um when's the xbox event july july yeah yeah july is their big have they announced a have they announced okay. a date not that i've seen okay I shall, I shall, well we've got we'll a few definitely be in. then but I'll, I'll keep i'll keep in touch with that and then if uh, we do get a date one of the following podcasts i'll let you know awesome and we'll definitely be covering that live as well um for anyone that saw my live reaction of the ps5 reveal streamed on facebook and youtube um we will hopefully be doing the same for the xbox event if not all of us one of us will uh will jump in there and take one for the team and and, and cover that because it's going to be full of lots of nuggets but we'll get it caught up on the podcast anyway so um yeah, any any final words? That sounds really like sounds really sinister, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, any nice. final words? Um, any parting time. words? Parting remarks? I uh, just want to encourage people really to keep liking, subscribing, sharing all that stuff. On yeah, your support has been awesome, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we really all appreciate the... it. We, we're getting a lot of feedback. We're learning from it. Still going. Um, yeah, and starting, and starting to figure out what what platforms people like to use obviously for the first week and a half or so we were only on youtube because we were mm. playing catch up now we're starting to get an idea of who listens you know from the from the figures we get back who listens on apple or google or spotify whatever you listen to mm. so 
you know we're starting to get a bit of data on our end as well which is nice yeah and and feel free to um you know to message us with your feedback let us know what you like what you don't like what you'd like to hear more of maybe um yeah any any comments negative or positive uh, uh, are hugely appreciated i've noticed um on if you listen on anchor you do actually have the ability to send us a voice note as well which is pretty cool um but yeah you can reach us on any of the social platforms instagram facebook youtube well you can't really message on youtube but you can comment um and if you do have an iphone if you're um you know one of those unfortunate people who has an iphone um please leave us a review on um on apple podcasts because everyone listens on apple podcasts so um yeah it'd be awesome and don't forget to head over to www tdolgaming.com oh for cows blogs cows yes. blogs i'm putting them up you've had, blogs. We've, we've had a new one up this week yeah gears tactics went up this week took me a little longer than expected to, to put that up gears but that's live now so that's, that's my second one that's live currently doing a one on command and conquer remaster which we spoke about last week and nice. hopefully that's going to be up this week um yeah. Also, if you've got if you've got any games in particular you want me to talk about or you're interested in, uh, then people just leave me send a comment. Send them in. So yeah, send them through, and and if I've got them or I can get them, I'll play them and I'll I'll write something. If people want it, I'll do it. Gears yeah. Tactics. Mm-hmm. I'm not a PC player. Xbox only. I read it because it's coming to Xbox in the future. It was a good read. Glad I read it. I'm learning from when it comes out on Xbox. Yeah, boy. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, beautiful listeners. And we will speak to you again next week. Goodbye. Farewell.